Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. There you have it, sound of the closing bell as we wrap up trading on this Monday, May 9th. And we are looking at a down day for the Dow, an up day for the S&P 500 index, and an update for the NASDAQ Composite Index. SEC Enforcement Division said to be reviewing Lending Club Disclosures, that headline crossing the Bloomberg Professional Service. We are brought to you by National Realty. 30% returns on cash in rented real estate. Find them at nria.net. Also moments ago, a headline saying that Brazil's Senate chief says the Dilma Rousseff impeachment motion can proceed. Equities advance today. Gains by healthcare and technology shares offset disappointing trade data from China and prospects for higher U.S. interest rates drag commodities lower. Oil extended declines after shifting winds moved wildfires away from oil sands facilities in Canada's Alberta region. Crude oil down today by 2.8 percent, falling today by $1.23 to 43.42 for a barrel of West Texas Intermediate. Saudi Arabia will probably keep producing crude at near record levels under its newly appointed oil minister Khalid Al-Fali as the world's largest exporter sticks with his predecessor's policy of defending market share against higher cost shale. Bill O'Neill is with Logic Advisors. He was interviewed today right here on Taking Stock. He wants to keep that market share. I mean, that's what the Saudis have been doing. They've been doing everything possible to uh, knock out the shale producers in the U.S. with, as we just pointed out, some modest success. Uh, he probably will be even more so. Also, I think uh, he will be less likely to participate in the oil freeze talks that are coming up in early June. They had that first round that failed. Uh, Mr. Alpha's uh, appointment appears to be bearish for that as well. S&P up today by a point, again a point one percent. Now let's look at other news from around the world on Bloomberg Radio. Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. A joint analysis by the Urban Brookings Tax Policy Center and the Urban Institute Health Policy Center finds that Bernie Sanders' tax and spending proposals would add $18 trillion to the federal deficit over a decade. The study says that negative effects on the U.S. economy could, quote, be severe. Sanders would also raise taxes by more than $15 trillion over 10 years, with most of that paid for by upper income. Earners. Senator Sanders spoke today at a rally in Atlantic City, New Jersey. There are nine more primaries and caucuses remaining tomorrow, one in West Virginia. We hope to win there. And then on June 7th, there is the big day because it's New Jersey and California. But the math is against Senator Sanders in his race for the White House. Officials in Western Canada say they're cautiously optimistic that weather conditions will allow them to finally contain a huge wildfire. It is still unsafe for anyone who is not a first responder to be inside the barricades. That's Alberta Premier Rachel Notley. More than 90,000 people have been forced from their homes in the Fort McMurray area. Officials say sensors that monitor energy usage overcrowd 
overcrowding and whether a handicap-accessible entrance is blocked are being installed at the historic Brooklyn Borough Hall. The Daily News reports the monitoring system is part of a new pilot program. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping a mixed picture for stocks. The Dow lower down 34 points, a drop of two-tenths of 1%. S&P 500 index up one point, a gain of 0.1%. I'm Charlie Peloton. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Move around. Motion creates emotion. I feel the earth move under my feet. You move like they do. I've never seen anyone move that fast. All right, people, let's move like we've got a purpose. Something's called movers and shakers. They cost a little more, but that name cracked me up. Bloomberg Taking Stock, Movers and Shakers. With Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Movers and Shakers for Monday, May the 9th, 2016, 290 issues of the S&P 500 index advanced, 212 decline, and three remain unchanged. Dave Wilson, Bloomberg Stocks, comes joining me now for Movers and Shakers. Dave Wilson. Well, I'll tell you, it's amazing what a difference a day can make. You know, you go back to Friday, Endo Pharmaceutical comes out cuts their uh, revenue and earnings estimates, shares fall 39%, and other companies in the generic drug business go down too because Endo says they're seeing more pressure on prices. Well, today, the world's biggest maker of generics, Teva Pharmaceutical Industries, comes out and says, we're not seeing that. In other words, as they put it, Teva has not seen any fundamental change or worsening in the pricing environment. And that was the uh, head of the company's generics medicines unit that made that comment to analysts on a conference call. Uh, so Teva's share is up 5%, and you got a rebound in other generic companies. I mean, Allergan, notably, uh, with a 6% gain, Teva reaffirmed that they expect to complete their $40.5 billion purchase of Allergan's generics business by the end of June. Now you look, the Allergan's the second biggest gain in the Standard Poor's 500, and the biggest one belongs to another company in that business, Mallinckrodt, up 6.1% on the day. I'll tell you about a stock that fell today, Freeport MacMoran. Dave, I know you've been following this as well, down more than 10.5% today. Freeport MacMoran agreeing to sell its Democratic Republic of Congo copper mine to China molybdenum. For $2.65 billion, Freeport McMahon is trying to reduce debts that it had racked up during the commodities boom. China Molybdenum is going to acquire Freeport's indirect 56% stake in the mine it produces cobalt. Once again, shares of Freeport Macaran down 10.5%. But I tell you, you talk about a turnaround, you look at Sotheby's, the auction house. You know, they had a wider first quarter loss than analysts in a Bloomberg survey were expecting. Revenue trail, the average estimate by the widest margin in three years. I figure the stock goes down, right? Well, company comes out and says an investor, which it didn't name, may raise his stake to as much as 10%. So that was the sort of thing that got people's attention. And uh, Sotheby's shares up 6% on the day. 
I just mentioned Kohl's. The shares moved higher today by almost 2%, maybe as a preview for what we're going to get later on in the week. Best Buy also up uh, 2% today. And we know that retail sales will be coming out on Friday. And Macy's shares also moved higher today. They were up uh, about a tenth of a percent. Uh, two-tenths of a percent, I beg your pardon, $37.71. But retail sales, Macy's reporting on Wednesday, and then the government's retail sales report will be on Friday. Yeah, it's not a terribly busy week for earnings, but we did get results today out of Tyson Foods, the meat producer. Uh, first quarter profit and revenue beating estimates. They raised their full-year forecast. They're benefiting from lower prices for feed and animals. So their profit margins are going up. And so did their shares today, Tyson Foods, up 1.5%. And I'll just tell you about Allergan, of course, the maker of uh, Botox. Right. Yes. Uh, Allergan uh, rising the most this year, uh, beating the gains in many of the pharma sectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shares of uh, Allergan today up nearly uh, 6%. Uh, and I believe a lot of this has to do with the Teva deal right. close, right? Yeah, as I mentioned, that they're uh, figuring that deal gets done by the end of June. So definitely a plus there. Got to mention Lending Club. I mean, certainly the story of the day, shares have fallen 35%. Founder and Chief Executive Renaud Laplanche resigned from the online finance company. Uh, Lending Club found a $22 million sale of loans to a single investor. Was at odds with that investor's expressed instructions. Thank you very much, Dave Wilson. Uh, right now, time for the Volatility Index Report. It's brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. See disclosures. Learn more at cboe.com slash powerful outcomes VIX. Now, the VIX lower today, down about 1.5%, lower by 0.22, settling at 14.48. Uh, uh, but uh, having said that, we're seeing a lot of heavy trading right around that open interest uh, level of uh, 15, and that may indicate that while earnings releases have calmed down for at least a moment, uh, that many professional investors are taking advantage of lower volatility to purchase some at a decreased price. All right, Dave, you're up. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Dave. Wilson, where are you? Wilson! Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? We're going for the price on Wilson. Open up the door, it's Dave. Who? Dave. Hey, Mr. Wilson, Dave Wilson, busted IPOs. I think that's going to be another area of your specialty, including your music. Well, it's certainly turning out that way because many companies featured as stock of the day are indeed busted IPOs, whose shares have dropped below their initial public offering price. Now, some companies escape this status, and today's pick is one of them. It's the online home furnishings retailer Wayfair, whose ticker is a single letter, W. Wayfair first sold stock publicly in October 2014 at $29 a share. The IPO went bust within three weeks, and the shares eventually fell as much as 43% from their initial price. Last year, Wayfair made up the losses and then some. The stock rose as high as $56.84 last August. Now, not everyone appreciated the rebound. Case Capital's Whitney Tilson said in November that the company was his biggest short position by far. Tilson compared Wayfair to lumber liquidators whose uh, products uh, ran, got into trouble with U.S. regulators uh, because they contained uh, too much formaldehyde. At least some of their wood products did. Uh, his bet against the stock hasn't paid off 
the same way, though. Wayfair reported first quarter results today. Uh, while the company's lost its wire in the analyst average estimate in the Bloomberg survey, revenue beat projections. The results sent the shares to a gain of 10%, and that's the second straight advance of 10% plus after an earnings report. And actually, today's gain is the biggest since the one that followed the fourth quarter results. Thank you very much, Dave Wilson. Wayfair, based in Boston, home of Bloomberg 1200. Indeed. Dave Wilson. Bloomberg's Fox Commons. Send him an email, dwilson at bloomberg.net, and sign up for his daily free email newsletter. You're listening to Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by the Town of Hempstead Industrial Development Agency. Find out how to put the Town of Hempstead IDA to work for your business. Call 1-800-593-3870 or visit tohida.org.